There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafei on VSEN. The Sports Betting Network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe hanging out with you guys here in Las Vegas, Nevada, like I mentioned. It's Femi Friday. We haven't had one of these in a while. I'll be riding solo here for the next two hours, but... I'm not just riding solo by myself because we do have a number of guests that will be joining us all throughout these two hours, starting in 15 minutes. Mike Pritchard, VEASAN NFL analyst, former wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons, the Denver Broncos, the Seattle Seahawks, a former first-round pick, also a national champion for the Colorado Buffs back in the early 90s. He'll join us to talk some NFL preseason. Do teams that have first-year head coaches play up in the preseason? We'll ask Pritch coming up in 15 minutes. Then 30 minutes from right now, Zach Cohen. VEASAN writer and college football betting guide contributor. The college football betting guide is out. If you're under a rock and haven't heard so, let me be the first to tell you it is amazing and you need to subscribe to it. We'll get into some of the tidbits in the college football betting guide with Zach coming up in 30 minutes. Then 45 minutes from now, look at that headshot from Wes Reynolds. Hell yeah, look at that. Got the suit and everything. Wes Reynolds, VEASAN host of VEASAN tonight, Monday through Fridays. You can check it out 9 to midnight Eastern time. He also was a contributor to the College Football Betting Guide. He wrote up the Big Ten. We'll talk to Wes in 45 minutes. Then Vinny Maiulo in his usual spot, 60 minutes from right now, the Hall of Fame odds maker at the South Point Hotel and Casino. How did the book make out with the Hall of Fame game between the Jets and the Browns? We'll discuss that with Vinny. Then 90 minutes from right now, 1.30 Pacific time, rather 1.30 Eastern time, I should say, 10.30 Pacific. It'll be Ian McMillan over of BetSided and FanSided who will join us, and we'll talk some bets that Ian likes in the National Football League. So we do have a fun show on tap for you guys over these next two hours, and we will start with last night's game. And before we even get into last night's game, how fun was that? I even tweeted it out last night after I was watching the game. I was like, 
it was just great to get a sweat in on an NFL football game. It had been 170 plus days since the Super Bowl, and we finally got an NFL game. Even though it's, yeah, it's the Hall of Fame game, say what you want, whatever. A lot of those guys that we saw on the field last night will not be playing later on this fall. But just getting to bet on football, I mean, I had a same game teaser. I don't typically do that, but I said, hey, it's the Hall of Fame game. Let's get wild. It cashed. That was awesome. And it was a fun sweat as the Cleveland Browns came from behind to beat the New York Jets 21-16. Cleveland goes ahead and wins as a two-point dog. The game goes over the total. We saw the over kind of getting bet quite a bit throughout the day yesterday. There was a little bit of buyback on the under at kickoff, but for the most part, the over felt like a side that a lot of folks kind of liked with these running quarterbacks. And I think that's kind of where we start as a recap for this game. Once again, the Browns beating the Jets 21-16. Uh, what more can you say about Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the rookie quarterback out of UCLA for the Cleveland Browns? He played the entire second half Went 8 for 11, 82 yards, and a touchdown. And then on the ground, 6 carries for 36 yards. And he had an awesome block on a rushing touchdown for Cleveland that was runned by Demetric Felton Jr. But I think for the preseason, and something that I've always looked for, is that you want to go ahead and try to back teams that have mobile quarterbacks. Because as we know, in the preseason, oftentimes these spreads will be decided in the second half because, I mean, that's just how football typically goes. It's hard to kind of blow a team out in the first 30 minutes of play. And you want a quarterback that can at least survive behind what is a fourth and fifth string offensive line. Like the guys who are out there are out there not because they're super talented, because we need some bodies to go out there and play offensive line. So you can already kind of assume that there's going to be a lot of pressure on the QB who's under duress. And Dorian Thompson-Robinson, I thought, magically handled a lot of the pressure that was coming his way by the New York Jets front there. Shout out to Dorian Thompson-Robinson, by the way, a Las Vegas native, went to Bishop Gorman High School back in the day. But you want to look to these mobile quarterbacks. And I thought a lot of people, one of the reasons why they bet the New York Jets was because of Chris Streveler, the Jets' fourth-string quarterback, who is very mobile. Now, the problem with Streveler is that he also sprays the ball all over the yard. Like, the guy, sometimes I don't think he can hit the broadside of the barn with what he's doing with his passes, but he is mobile. He's a really good athlete. And I think that's why people liked the New York Jets and made them from a dog to a favorite. But I think you could have made the argument on the other side as well with Cleveland Browns and Dorian Thompson Robinson. And all the indications from Browns camp was that he had been playing well and he saved the game last night. He saved my bet. I mean, I was sweating that out in the first half with Kellen Mond at quarterback. I mean, that was just, I mean, let's just end that experience. I tweeted that yesterday. I was like, if I'm the Cleveland Browns, I'm going to go ahead and play Dorian Thompson Robinson for the entire game this next preseason game when they take on the Washington Commanders. We don't need to see Kellen Mond anymore. DTR is the future if you're looking for a backup quarterback. That's what I would do there for the Cleveland Browns, but I digress. But you want those QBs that can at least survive by those offensive lines. And Dorian Thompson-Robinson did a great job of doing that, led two touchdown drives. He led an 87-yard TD drive, which helped go ahead and cover that number. On the Jets side of things, yeah, if you bet them in the first half, I thought that was a great deal. Zach Wilson, he looked pretty solid in his effort, had a 57-yard completion, which was drawn up by Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers was wearing the headset last night. They're running some OC action alongside his buddy Nathaniel Hackett, but uh, that was a uh, – Zach Wilson, rather, I should say, went 3 of 5 for 65 yards in his – start in the Hall of Fame game. But New York Jets, I thought, looked fine. Like, there's no real, like, takeaway from the actual football that we saw last night. I think the only takeaway is just that, like, you want to be handicapping these quarterbacks, in particular the mobile quarterbacks. And that's kind of, like, we spin things to week one for the Cleveland Browns in terms of their preseason game. They're taking on the Washington Commanders. And I would look at Cleveland maybe as an underdog right now. I believe they're a one-and-a-half-point dog against the Commanders in that game. I know the Commanders have the quarterback depth with Sam Howell, and Jacoby Brissett, but I doubt those guys are going to be playing into the fourth quarter. It's probably going to be Jake Fromm, which if I'm 
betting on Washington, I'm not going to want to hold a Jake Fromm ticket in my pocket. So maybe look towards Cleveland. We'll see what happens when the uh, coaches come out and, and rather have their discussions. I'm actually seeing right now in the market, Cleveland was a one-point dog. Now they're pick them. So clearly people out there agree with me right now. We're seeing the Browns get bet as we speak. So this has gone from one and a half to now a pick em for next Friday's preseason game, Cleveland hosting the Washington Commanders. I think everybody saw what I saw last night. Dorian Thompson-Robinson's a quarterback that you're going to want to play on in this preseason as he showed just last night. So that is the preseason Hall of Fame game recap. Once again, awesome to have the NFL back in our lives. I absolutely enjoyed it. I don't care that it's players who will not be playing in the NFL. There were teams out there wearing NFL jerseys, and it was a whole lot of fun. Last night, though, we also got some news and notes from around the NFL. This was actually breaking during the game while it happened, but the Chicago Bears have signed pass rusher Yannick Ngakwe to a one-year, $10.5 million contract. Now, this is an interesting deal because one of the, I guess, criticisms, I could say, that I had for the Chicago Bears this offseason was that they didn't do enough to address the defensive front because the Bears' defense last year was atrocious. Now, offensively, they made some moves to get that offensive line. They drafted Darnell Wright. They went ahead and signed Nate Davis. They at least have improved the offensive line to some degree. But on the defensive side of the ball, they really lacked a pass rush last year after trading away Robert Quinn. And then in the front seven, they went ahead and let Roquan Smith go to the Baltimore Ravens in that trade. So they kind of were rebuilding that defensive front. So in terms of just a pure upgrade, yeah, Ngakwe is probably their best pass rusher right now coming off a season with the Indianapolis Colts where he had nine and a half sacks. However, a pass rusher that had to wait until August to get signed probably doesn't move the needle whatsoever. As you see, the Bears win total over at BetMGM is still at seven and a half. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think we've seen any adjustment to any of their odds to make the playoffs or to miss the playoffs. The division odds are still at four to one. Like Yannick Ngakwe as a s signing in August is not going to move the needle at all. But I do think as an on-field handicap that he is much better than what they had previously. Now, in terms of the big picture for the Chicago Bears, uh, this is a team that I think has a quarterback who is ascending in Justin Fields. If you are a fan of the GM Shuffle podcast with myself and Michael Lombardi, you will have uh, heard many of our debates about Justin Fields. Lombardi is a little bit more skeptical. I'm a little bit more on the optimistic side as it pertains to Justin Fields. And even though I like what he's going to do in year number three, I still don't like this team as a whole because of that defense. They're going to be in a lot of shootouts, in my opinion. So the fact that people are going ahead and betting Justin Fields to win MVP, I mean, God bless you. Like, I feel like I'm one of his biggest fans, but you wouldn't even catch me with that ticket in my pocket just because I don't think they're going to actually have the path to win enough games to go ahead and do so. But I just think that this is going to be a team that maybe you want to bet some of these overs despite going ahead and signing Yannick Ngakwe. Like, he's a really good pass rusher, or rather, he used to be a really good pass rusher. Now he's probably like a serviceable pass rusher, and he's better than what they've had. So maybe that kind of gives them a little bit of help in that department. But just from an overall standpoint and from the 10,000-foot view, this is still a team that I think is going to be a distant team in the NFC North. And they're going to be behind the likes of the Green Bay Packers, the Detroit Lions. And they'll probably be duking it out with Minnesota to see who ends up finishing in last place in that division. But just an interesting news and note nugget there from the National Football League. Yannick Ngakwe now going to the Windy City with the Chicago Bears. And then earlier today, rather, we saw Cam Jordan, the Saints Pro Bowl defensive lineman, sign a two-year, $27.5 million extension. Cam Jordan, now north of 30, but is still... Really, really good. His game has aged wonderfully there in New Orleans. And the Saints are a team that I've just had a trouble getting a hold on because I'm not even really getting a hold on it. I think it's just more so having trouble buying in because I don't really want to buy into a team that is led by Dennis Allen as a head coach and Derek Carr as a quarterback and want to go ahead and buy this team 
in a season-long market. I'm seeing their win total right now. It's sitting at nine over at BetMGM. Like, I, I get it. The schedule is soft. The division is down. You have Atlanta, who has a young quarterback. Carolina has a young quarterback. Tampa Bay has a quarterback competition between Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield. Like, on the surface of it, it's like, oh, New Orleans should go ahead and walk to a division title. They should walk to the playoffs. However, you're still having to pay a pretty big price backing Dennis Allen and Derek Carr. And that's not something that I want to do in 2023 or in 2033. I don't care what year it is. I'm not backing Derek Carr and Dennis Allen, as we see the Raiders happily moving on from Derek Carr at the end of last season. Right now, over at BetMGM, New Orleans, minus 160 to make the playoffs, plus 130 to miss the playoffs. I think that miss the playoffs price is rather interesting. Now, you don't get a huge bang for your buck out of that with plus 130, but, I mean, I, I really like one of the other. I like Carolina in that division. You could even make a case for Atlanta in that division as well. Tampa, I don't really like them because I don't, I don't like what they're doing at quarterback. But it, to me, it feels like of all the division favorites, New Orleans is the most vulnerable because the head coach quarterback combination is the one that has the most flaws, in my opinion. So as we see the prices of 40 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, 12 to 1 to win the conference, you would never in a million years see me bet the New Orleans Saints to do any of those things. I think this is a low ceiling kind of team to where yet 7 and 10, 8 and 9 just because of the talent on the roster, but in terms of actually winning big, I don't see that happening. And in fact, if I had to play the win total, I would play under 9 regular season wins. All right, we're rolling along here on the Lombardi line on the other side. My man Mike Pritchard former NFL wide receiver will join us next to break down the preseason here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafei, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSEN.com/slash picks page, short picks by sport, 
matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand for VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. This is the final weekend to sign up at our lowest price of the summer, so sign up today for only $19 for your first month at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line. Boy, that VEASAN subscription comes alongside with the College Football Betting Guide, which we will get into coming up in 15 minutes from now with our buddy Zach Cohen, the VEASAN writer, also contributed to the College Football Betting Guide. But joining us right now to kick off our parade of guests here on the Lombardi Line this morning is my man, Mike Pritchard, former first-round pick for the Atlanta Falcons, also a national champion wide receiver for the Colorado Buffs. Pritch, we appreciate you joining us here this morning. Uh, just thoughts on last night's Hall of Fame game. I started off the show saying like, it was just nice to get football back in our lives, to bet on football, to win a football bet. It was good to have it as the Browns beat the Jets 21-16, but your takeaways from last night's game in Canton. Yeah, Femi, great to be with you, along with the drama too, right? I mean, the lights <laughs> yeah. going out and all that stuff. I mean, are we really going to do this? Are you really going to start the season like this? But no, we're, we're happy that it's back, and uh, we're happy that we can bet on it, certainly. Um, but but so, you know what? I, Femi, I think there's more anticipation for this year for some reason. I, I don't know if it's Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if all the storylines. I don't know uh, the drama with the running backs. And, uh, and certainly you look at how the NFC is wide open. The AFC is an arms race. I mean, there's so much intrigue to this season uh, that now that it, it started, you know, we can't wait for more, uh, you know, mm-hmm. so we're going to get the, uh, the the bulk of the schedule coming up, as we know, and certainly coming up uh, next weekend and everything. And uh, we're off and running. I mean, each and every weekend from, from this de- this next weekend, you know, take this one out, but the following weekend and, and from there on out until the Super Bowl, pretty much we have wall to wall football. So, uh, so excited that the season is beginning. Yeah, almost this weekend. I'm like, I have withdrawals. I was like, man, we should have had some games scheduled this weekend, but we have to wait until <laughs> next Thursday to get week one of the preseason kicking yeah. off. I believe the Texans and the Patriots will be that first game of week one of the preseason. Um, you mentioned, though, that this preseason, how like these new teams, and this is what I'm really interested in, is that like how do these teams that have first-year head coaches, and even I'll throw the veteran coaches in there because we have five new head coaches in their destinations. Of course, the Texans, the Colts, the Broncos now with Sean Payton, although he's been a coach before, the Cardinals, and then the Panthers with Frank Reich. And we can maybe even just isolate these to the three coaches. Let's say the Cardinals, Colts, and the Texans with the new head coaches, the first time they're going to be head coaches. Like, how do those teams go about the preseason? Do you think those are teams that we should maybe bet on because these new coaches sort of like to kind of establish some sort of winning culture, even if it's in a quote-unquote meaningless game? Yeah, you know, I, I'd be careful uh, of the outliers because I, I think last year, um, you know, O'Connell and certainly you look at the Vikings and, and his success, you know, these first year coaches and, um, and, and, you know, all of a sudden they're, they're out the gate uh, and, and, and certainly doing very, very well. But to me, those are outliers. Uh, I mean, l- look at the rosters, uh, a lot of it too, Femi. That's what I would do. I mean, uh, if you're looking at Houston, Houston has zero track record of getting it right. Uh, mm-hmm. From the front office, uh, you know, through the coaching ranks, uh, even on the field at times. But uh, you're excited because D'Amico's there. I mean, you're, you're excited because maybe they drafted well. Maybe they're starting to get it right. But, you know, teams like that and coaches in these situations, they got to prove it to me first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Arizona is uh, just dysfunction. I, I mean, look, look up dis- dysfunction, you'll see Arizona Cardinals. You see that <laughs> entire franchise right there. Uh, um, yeah. And so, you know, I, I think they're all unique that way, right. You know, Shane Steichen, 
he's got a chance uh, with that veteran type of roster. Um, uh, you know, uh, and I think from a first time head coach standpoint, you got Gus on the other side of him. Uh, and if, they, if they've hit the, with the quarterback, uh, Anthony Richardson, which we know is a unique player, if they hit there, I, I think the Colts have a tremendous uh, upside in it. Maybe one of those outlier situations, mm-hmm. too, uh, when you're looking at these uh, new head coaches. We're speaking with Mike Pritchard here, VEASAN NFL analyst, also a national champion with the Colorado Buff from the early 90s, former first-round pick to the Atlanta Falcons. You mentioned the Colts, and I wanted to talk about them a little bit later in the show, but let's bring it up right here because Anthony Richardson appears to be getting more and more of the first-team reps at training camp ahead of Gardner Minshew, who's the veteran who has experience in Shane Steichen's offense. Richardson, let's just have the week one conversation because the Colts right now are three-and-a-half-point dogs against Jacksonville Mm -hmm. Jaguars at home. Would you play on or play against a rookie quarterback making their first start, even though it's at home? I'd play on. Um, Mm -hmm. And here's why, because the Colts and Shane Steichen, I mean, they they have a chance to mold uh, Anthony Richardson. And in other words, he's not Zach Wilson. He's not coming into the league. No one know it at all. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's got to figure it out, but yet he's going to figure it out and learn at the same time. Uh, And one of the misnomers or or not really a misnomer, but I I think one of the misconceptions, let's go there uh, with, with quarterbacks is that, you know, typically these guys, are already out the box. Like we saw DTR play very, very well last night. He had zero pressure on him. I mean, he was out there having a blast, right? He was out there having Mm -hmm. fun. Uh, And that's what it's all about. When you can get to that point as a player where you're just out there having fun and it's like you're playing in, in, in the park, right? With, with your buddies and all that. So if you can, if you can simplify things to that level, now all of a sudden your natural talent takes over. So uh, Anthony Richardson got drafted as high as he did because his natural talent is off the charts. Can Shane Steichen and the Colts settle him down and make him comfortable out there to where that stuff is on display? And if they can, then I, I think you can start this guy or you can back this guy from the get-go. You know, where it gets difficult for Anthony Richardson is along the way when you start to feel like you know it all, when you start to feel like, okay, yeah, I know this position. I'm really good at this. And then teams game plan against you and they, they game plan against your tendencies and they make it more difficult then you have to evolve and, and certainly adjust. We, we don't have to see that from Anthony Richardson yet. And we will see it during the course of the year. But I think out the gate, the unknown and the fact that you can't prepare for this guy each and every week, kind of like Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson, you can't prepare for him. You don't have anybody in the roster that's like him. Uh, I, I think there's going to be a distinct advantage, advantage for Anthony Richardson out the gate. Yeah, that's really interesting that you say that because it's like I almost – think in our heads that like we always talk about the mobility and these strong arm quarterbacks and how they have this big upside but maybe early on that mobility and that athleticism allows them to have a high floor to where it's like okay they can at least get themselves out of trouble in the event that the play breaks down and stuff like that and it's hard for those teams to really plan for them until we actually get maybe five six games on them that's when we see the adjustments get made and they actually go through the rookie growing pain so maybe those Mobile quarterbacks, and a guy like Anthony Richardson is a guy that you want to play on mm-hmm. early on in the regular season. Once again, we're speaking with Mike Pritchard here, VEASAN NFL analyst here. Uh, Pritch, is there a storyline that we've seen over the last few weeks or so that has kind of changed the way that you're thinking about the NFL futures market, maybe week one, anything that's kind of changed the way you've thought about a team over the last handful of weeks? I, I keep, for some reason, Femi, I keep circling back to the Raiders. And I don't know why. Um, I guess the storyline, certainly a major one, Josh Jacobs, why is he not there? Why didn't they get a contract? But, okay, that, that's, that's gone, done and gone, right? But now they got to move forward. And 
uh, and everything I'm hearing and everything uh, what's going on with the Raiders is, is they're having some outstanding practices, right? Uh, and if Jimmy G, it's, it's the same question. If Jimmy G uh, and Josh McDaniels are that comfortable, Josh McDaniels is one of the best, best, one of the better play callers in the league. We know that. Mm-hmm. And now he has a quarterback that he's highly familiar with and, and he wants to be with, as opposed to trying to figure it out with Derek Carr. And they tried to figure that out with Derek Carr to the tune of being a top 12 scoring offense. Yeah. Now, I, I think defensively, that's where the questions are, right? You got, you got Mad Max, who's one of the best players in the league right now. You got Chandler Jones, who's feeling healthy, feeling great. Uh, and then their draft pick, if they've hit on that, Tyree Wilson, if he's healthy, you got a three-headed monster along with some other upgrades on the defense side of the ball that, that's going to make the Raiders look different. So I keep circling the Raiders. I, I was high on the Broncos. I, I think the Broncos could still be a surprise with all the drama that's going on there now. I, I kind of cooled off on that, but I'm, I'm sticking with the AFC West and, and thinking uh, that a surprise team is going to come out of that division. Pritch, we got about 45 seconds left. You also used to play for the Seattle Seahawks. Their win totals around mm-hmm. that eight and a half range. Would you go over or under on the Seahawks? I would go over. I, I, I love what's coming out of the building up there. Um, it's so comfortable right now, Femi, uh, with the Hawks. And you know that setting that they're practicing in right mm-hmm. now, too, man. They got everything going for them. It's nice. Um, but <laughs> yeah, very nice. But no, I think, you know, uh, he's one of those guys that, you know, now that he's rediscovered his career, he's not going to let it go. Uh, and I think uh, you can back that as a better. At least I'm, I'm going to this year. All right. He is Mike Pritchard, VEASAN NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the National Football League, also a former first-round pick to the NFL Falcons, and a national champion with the Colorado Buffs in the early 90s. Pritch, we appreciate the time, man. Be well. I will talk to you soon. That sounds great, Sammy. Y'all have a great weekend. Awesome stuff there from Mike Pritchard. You know, the point that he brought up about Anthony Richardson and the Colts, I think is really interesting because I've been kind of a little bit gun shy now that I'm hearing whispers that he might be the week one starter, but maybe week one and early on in the season is when you actually want to play on Richardson before teams start to get some tape on him. We'll see how that unfolds later on this fall. Coming up on the other side, I cannot wait to get into this discussion with VEASAN's own Zach Cohen. We're talking Heisman and the College Football Betting Guide next here on the Lombardi Live. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Tormented by the transfer portal, coaching carousel got you confused. Let our 2023 VEASAN College Football Guide gets you ready for the upcoming season. This year's College Football Preview Magazine includes season win total picks and previews of all 133 FBS teams, plus feature articles on how to create a power ratings model, calculate home field advantage, and who to bet on for the Heisman. Get Matt Eumann's preseason top 25, Steve Mackinan's top betting systems, and what you need to know to be ready for kickoff. The College Football Betting Guide is out now and is one of many benefits to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber, so sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe hanging out here at the Circle Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. One of the people that was a key contributor to our college football betting guide. He is a VEASAN writer. He is Zach Cohen, and he is joining us right now here on the Lombardi Line. Zach, we appreciate you joining us this morning. Let's talk Heisman because I'm an awards junkie. I love betting on awards, the narratives, and trying to get inside the minds of the voters. I think that we can actually find some value there. But 
before we get into who you like specifically, I want to kind of take the 10,000 foot view. Like, what is your kind of plan of attack? Like, do you have a compass that leads you to how you want to sort of bet this market, whether you're attacking the favorites, the medium shots, or some of the longer shots? Yeah, so in the guide, I, pre- I, you know, I put a few non-quarterbacks in there, but I do think that you really do want to prioritize the quarterback position. 19 of the last 23 Heisman Trophy winners have been quarterbacks. It's not quite the dominance of the NFL MVP award, but it's starting to get there. I know that we had a wide receiver win a few years ago in Devonta Smith, but I do think it's going to be QB heavy, and I think you want to try to attack this with quarterbacks. And I have some that I like in the chalkier range. I have some value plays. I have some long shots. So I think you want to kind of sprinkle the board a little bit. Well, let's start talking about some of those chalkier guys. I'm, I'm assuming these are quarterbacks. Like, who do you like near the top of the board? And is there any value? I know right now Caleb Williams being the reigning defending Heisman Trophy winner is the favorite. Yes, yeah, so I avoided Williams only because I do think that voter fatigue is a real thing. I don't think that they want him to win two years in a row, especially if there are options there that are going to give him a push. And I do think that Jordan Travis from Florida State's the one that I think is going to do it. I think that Travis is a guy that's always been a really dynamic runner. He always had a little bit, a few question marks with his throwing, but he's gotten a lot better as far as completion percentage goes over the last few years. And he now has probably the best offensive line he's had since he's arrived at Florida State. So He'll have time time to throw, and I think he has really good weapons on the outside. Johnny Wilson's a six foot seven receiver, a big time uh, playmaker out there, and then Keon Coleman is a Michigan State transfer that I think is going to be an absolute star in the ACC. So I think that you combine you combine Travis's ability to run the football and then his ability to pass. I think he's going to be a player that's going to make a real push for the Heisman. And that Florida State win totals around that nine and a half, some spots even maybe ticking towards 10. So big expectations down there in Tallahassee. And if they live up to those expectations, Travis will likely get the call to New York. We're hanging out with Zach Cohen, Vison writer, contributor to the college football betting guide. Uh, any other quarterbacks that are in the longer shot range? Let's get into that before we get into some of the non-QB positions, which might be longer shots based on the recent history, at least. Yeah, I really like the idea of playing all three of the Alabama quarterbacks at 60 to one and just hoping that one of them wins the job, because I think that whoever does win that job is going to move down to at least 30 to one. The Alabama offense has been a top five passing offense in each of the last five years. They brought in Tommy Reese, who is a really, you know, well-respected offensive coordinator. They have weapons on the outside and they have a schedule that I think is pretty manageable for Alabama, I think is going to be an 11 win football team this year. So I do think that their quarterback's going to be in play for the Heisman, especially if it's Milrow or Simpson, both of those guys are, you know, dual threat options that can make plays with their legs. Going to be exciting to watch and potentially put up good numbers. Yeah. Maybe the same could be said about Ohio state as well. Whichever one of those QBs kind of emerges as QB one, that could be a pretty solid Heisman ticket to be holding because we know the Buckeyes offense tends to put up a whole lot of points. All right, we talked about the quarterbacks. How about the non-quarterbacks? The last running back to win this award was Derrick Henry. The last non-Alabama running back was Reggie Bush, and they took his Heisman away. Who do you like as a potential running back starter breakout this season? Yeah, the first one that I took was Blake Corum, who I know is coming off a torn knee. There's a lot of question marks surrounding his health, but he did say that he's at full strength. He's full go. And I think that you look at that team with Michigan, you know, the quarterback situation is not one that people like to throw a lot of praise on there. So if Michigan does end up reaching its expectations, you know, winning the Big Ten, making the college football playoff, I think that Corum is going to be the guy that gets all the accolades with, you know, his ability to run the football. I know Donovan Edwards is there to kind of steal some carries away from him, but it's still going to be Corum's show. And I think he's going to have a big season. Zach also wrote up some win totals in addition to all the great nuggets that he did on the Heisman Trophy market. Let's get to your win totals, Zach. And I want to stay in the Big Ten. 
Bucky. Bucky Badger out there in Madison. A lot of people like this team. Are you in step with a lot of folks here thinking that this could be a big season out there with uh, Luke Fickle now in year one leading the Badgers? Yeah, I am. You know, it's almost concerning how many people like the over on Wisconsin. <laughs> but you look at the schedule, it's just hard to find four losses there. I just don't think, you know, they're going to have as much trouble on the road as people might think. And they have seven home games this year. The only one I think that they have a threat of losing to is Ohio State. And I do think that's a game that'll be winnable for Wisconsin. You know, if they if they enter the port, the, port, the early portion of the season, you know, winning games, building chemistry, I think there's a chance that they enter that Ohio State game with some momentum and the ability to pull off that upset with Fickle potentially beating his, uh, his team. Who do you think is the biggest threat to Wisconsin in the Big Ten West? Man, it's hard to say. I'd still say it's probably Iowa just because they've consistently done it, but I don't think that the offense is there. And Iowa does have to play Wisconsin on the road this year, so that's where I kind of think that'll be one. I think that Wisconsin's probably more of a 10-win team this year. Iowa's probably looking at around eight. Wisconsin right now plus 550 to go ahead and win the Big Ten. Maybe if people want to go ahead and bet that now and you think they can get to the Big Ten title game, you might be able to hedge later on when they take on either Michigan, Ohio State, or Penn State in Indianapolis later on in December. Uh, Zach, what about the Miami Hurricanes? I know this is a team that with uh, Mario Cristobal, they recruit at a high level, but it hasn't quite translated to the football field. Do you think this year they finally have a breakthrough? Yeah, so it's funny. This is the year with Miami where they're entering the season with no hype whatsoever, and I do think that Cristobal did a really good job of overhauling his staff. I think Shannon Dawson is a really good offensive coordinator. He came over from Houston. I think that Lance Guidry is a is an elite defensive coordinator. Came over from Marshall, where he pumped out a top ten defensive unit last year. Now he comes back to a Miami team where there's, I believe, nineteen starters returning or players wow. with starting, you know, history. So I think that that's a really talented team, and I think they get the coaching right. It's one that could definitely win eight games. They have a really tough schedule, but it's a really talented team. And I know Tyler Van Dyke's a guy that. People might be down on after last year, but he's got a better offensive line this season. He'll actually have some time to throw, and he's playing in an offense that'll get the ball out quicker to begin with. I know there's been some NFL buzz about Tyler Van Dyke. I know a couple of years ago people were saying, "Hey, this is a potential guy," and there was a little bit of slippage last year and all that. But maybe he starts to pop, and then here's his name once again in those NFL circles. But uh, yeah, definitely a talented roster. If it's a crystal ball coach team, they're going to recruit their tails off. We'll just see if they can actually win some games on the field later on this fall. The Colorado Buffaloes, speaking of recruiting their tails off, Deion Sanders hit the transfer portal like it was going out of style earlier this spring. Uh, what do you make of the Buffs right now? Their season win total is at three and a half. I know this is a very polarizing team among the betting circles. Yeah, this seems like one where the odds makers are trying to get the public betters to get the over. I do think that this is a team that has a really bright future. Coach Prime is going to be you know, one of the best recruiters in the country, already is. There's a lot of talent on the roster, but our Steve Mackinnon does a really good job with stability scores. And, you know, this team has pretty much no returning starters from last year. <laughs> they have a really tough non-conference schedule early in the season. So it's going to be really hard for them to kind of build any chemistry with all the new players they have. You know, they go on the road to TCU. I think uh, playing Nebraska at home is a game I would expect them to lose. And if they come out of the first five games of the year with a one and four record, I don't really see three wins the last seven games. I think that, the expectation would be that Colorado would beat maybe both the Arizona programs, but those teams are going to be a little bit better than expected too. So I just think that maybe Prime wins three wins this three, three wins this year. That would be tripling last year's win total. So it'd be a, a good job. But I know people have bull expectations for this team, but I 
Yeah, I have to pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, real quick here, Zach, we're coming up against it a little bit here. We got about 45 seconds left. Is there any because like I guess when I see their record from last year, I'm like, okay, this is the 111 team. I get that they're not bringing anybody back, but it's like, do you want to bring people back from a one win team? Like <laughs> any of that that factored into the handicap of maybe they're actually upgrading despite having no continuity whatsoever. Oh, they're for sure upgrading. So I completely agree with you there. Yeah, that you don't want to bring back all those guys. They brought in a lot of talented players. There's five-star players on this team now, you know, including his son at the quarterback position, who's, you know, a really good prospect. And then I just think it's it, it's a talented team. It's just one that's going to have trouble coming together. And I think that the schedule isn't doing them any favors. I actually think the Pac-12 is probably the most improved league this year. I think you're going to see a playoff team come from the Pac-12 this year. So wow. that's why I, I kind of think that they're uh, – their schedule is just real tough. I mean, how fitting would that be that maybe in its last year, the Pac-12 would finally put a playoff team in, in the final four there? How about that, huh? <laughs> that, that, that would be quite yeah. the, be quite the, uh, the irony for the Pac-12. It, but, it'd be, yeah, before they become the Pac-6, it would be nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, six-pack is what we might call it. <laughs> so six. He is Zach Cohen. He's a contributor to the VEASAN College Football Betting Guide, which you should have by now, and also a VEASAN writer. Check him out, all of his work over at VEASAN.com. Zach, this was a lot of fun, man. We appreciate it. We'll have to have you on soon. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Good stuff there from Zach. Likes the under on the Colorado Buffs. Maybe a little bit too much to bite off in year one for Coach Prime. From the Buffs to the Big Ten. On the other side, VEASAN's Wes Reynolds talking Big Ten and also some of his favorite win totals in college football next here on the Lombardi Line. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. You can place a no-run first inning wager with confidence at BetMGM. Make a no-run first inning prop bet on any Friday MLB game. And if only one run is scored in the first, you'll get your stake back in bonus bets up to $20. 
Take big swings all season long with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks and official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Log into your account or sign up with BetMGM today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus to wager. New and existing customer offer. Opt-in required. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-redrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Offer not available in D.C., Kansas, Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line. We're presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Have to update you guys on the breaking news out of college sports. We were actually joking with Zach Cohen, our recent writer, about this in the last segment. But now it appears it's going to be official. Oregon and Washington will be leaving the Pac-12 to join the Big Ten starting in 2024. That is Brett McMurphy going ahead and reporting that, the College Football National Insider. So it sounds like it is going to be Oregon and Washington joining the Big Ten as 18 members in that conference. The Pac-12 has now lost five teams in the past 13 months, Oregon, Washington, Colorado, USC, and UCLA. To break this down, nobody better to have on right now than the guy who wrote the Big Ten preview for our college football betting guide. We'll also talk some win totals as well. It's the one and only Wes Reynolds joining us now, host of VEASAN tonight, which you can check out Monday through Friday here on the Sports Betting Network, 9 to midnight Eastern with our buddy Matt Eumann. Well, Wes, uh, now that we've kind of laid that out there, it appeared that this is where we were headed over the last handful of days, but your reaction to now Oregon and Washington joining the Big Ten. Yeah, Femi, I'm pouring some of my iced coffee out for the Conference of Champions. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe the Big Ten can take that moniker, since uh, considering now that they have uh, taken four teams and perhaps likely six. We'll see what happens with Stanford and Cal if they elect to go that route. But, you know, it's the way of the world, so there's nothing that, you know, you can do to stop it, but you can still lament because, you know, I do think it is kind of sad to see, like, the, the end of the era, the end of Pac-12 after dark or mm. Pac-10 after dark, if you will. But that's what it's going to turn into now. And it's all dominated by football and it's all dominated by TV money. So pretty soon you're going to have, like, three or four conferences and you're going to have it all be by networks. You're going to have an ESPN-ABC conference. You're going to have an NBC Peacock conference. You're going to have a Fox conference. You're going to have a CBS Paramount Plus conference. And that's the way it's going. Yeah, it appears that's the way we're headed here with the TV money is pretty wild for a lot of these conferences in Oregon and Washington. It sounds like they're not going to get the full share of the Big Ten rights immediately, but they at least we'll get it later on down the line there. But just from a betting standpoint, like, is there any betting takeaway from any of this conference alignment stuff? Because like, I, I've been thinking about that over the last handful of days. Like, all right, like, how do we apply this to betting? Like, whether it may be the futures markets, is it going to be more difficult to find long shots? Or maybe this opens up the field in a Big Ten conference. Now that there's 18 teams, that's a lot of hurdles to have to clear to be the conference champion. Like, any betting takeaways with this conference realignment for U.S.? I mean, I think from a football standpoint, the, the powers are still going to be the powers. Maybe there's going to be a little bit more value at the top or at the mid-range, but the, the bottom of the football, you know, my alma mater, unfortunately, is part of that. Indiana, the Indianas and the Rutgers is like then the Minnesotas. This doesn't help them mm-hmm. at all. Obviously, it forces more competition with the Ohio States and the Michigans and the Penn States because now you bring in a USC starting next year and Wisconsin. So I, I think the rich are still going to get richer and then the uh, bottom feeders are going to get poorer. 
sounds like college sports in 2023. We're hanging out with Wes Reynolds, host of VEASAN tonight, also a contributor to the College Football Betting Guide as well, and also host of the Long Shots podcast. If you're into the PGA Tour stuff and the Live Tour and the DP World Tour, check Wes out over on the Long Shots podcast. But Wes, let's get into who's going to win the Big Ten this year. And I was looking at the VEASAN betting guide here. since It's been out since yesterday. We encourage everybody to go ahead and subscribe to it. You're not going chalk in the Big Ten. Let the viewers know who you like to come out of this conference this season. Yeah, I'm going with Penn State at 6-1 to one because I think the talent gap, even though if you ask me, okay, who's got the most dude for dude, I still think it's Ohio State because they've been doing it at such that level for a long time. But if you look at the recruiting, Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, there's not much of a gap in terms of the talent. Penn State's been knocking down top 10 recruiting classes for the last few years. And now I think that this might be James Franklin's best team in Happy Valley. And uh, what I really like about this team, too, is that Penn State, I think, athletically has been able to be competitive. But the one thing they haven't had is what they had on the field for many, many years in the 1980s and 1990s is, is they have toughness back. And if you watch them at the end of last year, they got tougher. I think that Michigan game where they got blown out and handled pretty easily by the Wolverines, that was the wake-up call. And you saw them late in the season win some games on toughness, especially that Rose Bowl against Utah, who doesn't get out tough by anybody under Kyle Whittingham. So expectations are high. You bring in Drew Aller, the uh, former Mr. Football in Ohio. He's been there now for a year learning the system, but he takes over at quarterback. The running game is one of the best in the country with Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen. Those guys had about 2,000 yards and 22 touchdowns between them last year. Mike Yurcich is there as offensive coordinator because in fairness to the departing quarterback, Sean Clifford, he had like four different offensive coordinators in Mm. five years there. So now you have continuity. Manny Diaz got hired last year to revitalize the defense as a defensive coordinator. The whole thing for Penn State is you got to beat the big two. And James Franklin is three and nine against Michigan and Ohio State since 2017. But I like who they return. They return almost their entire offensive line. They return almost their entire defensive line. And that's what I look at most, Femi. I don't necessarily just look at the skill position. Mm-hmm. I look at the line and the continuity of the offensive and defensive lines. And if you have that, I think that gives you an edge starting the season. The schedule is manageable. You do get uh, uh, Michigan out home. You have to go to Columbus, of course, and play Ohio State. But, yeah, I like this Penn State team a lot. I think that uh, I would look at them maybe that's about as far as I would go down the board is at 25-1 to because I think everybody wants to hit these long shots to win a national championship, but it's usually chalky teams Mm -hmm. that end up doing this. Just look at Georgia the last couple years. But I think at 25-1, to they're worth a flyer for the national title and certainly for the playoffs. Yeah, LSU fifty to one in twenty nineteen. Those are few and far between in college football. Like that's it's usually going to be like that twelve to one or shorter that ultimately wins the national title. Wes, well, let's get into some of your win totals, and we'll go and start in the SEC in the conference where it just means more. But maybe now it means more in the Big Ten. Now they're going to eighteen schools as well. But the Auburn Tigers, what do you make of their outlook here in twenty twenty three? Yeah, I, I went over Femi at six and a half. Uh, I, they still have holes on their roster, obviously. And Hugh Freeze does take over. He comes in from Liberty. I think, even though it hasn't been announced, I think Peyton Thorne from Michigan State is probably going to go ahead and win that job. Uh, they certainly are going to be able to run the ball. I think they may actually do a two-quarterback system with Peyton Thorne and also with Robbie Ashford. Uh, 
And I just like the way that Auburn finished the season when they could have packed it in. The interim coach was Cadillac Williams. Cadillac, by the way, is now being kept as the assistant head coach. So I thought that that was a good thing for the Auburn Tigers. Uh, if you look, they should have five wins with the non-conference schedule. They get New Mexico State, Cal, even though that's on the road, UMass, Stanford, and Vanderbilt. And then you got to share losses against the top three, Bama, Georgia, LSU. But you got coin flip games, Arkansas, Mississippi State now with a, a first-year head coach, Texas A&M, Ole Miss. And I think this team might play a little bit loose, too, because they don't have that Brian Harson. You know, is he going to get fired cloud hanging over them like they've had for about two years. So now Hugh Freeze comes in. I think he's more equipped to kind of build that SEC culture down there. And then plus, I think that they're going to get some positive regression. They had a lot of bad luck with injuries last year and also turnovers. They were 122nd in America in turnover margin. And usually when it's that pronounced, it usually tends to go the opposite way. So I like Auburn six and a half over. All right, Wes, we got about 30 seconds left here. The Wake Forest Demon Deacons, they lost their quarterback, Sam Howell, sorry, Sam Hartman, I should say, is now in South Bend. Uh, what do you make of the Demon Deacons this upcoming season? Yeah, and I like Dave Clawson. I think he's a really good coach who gets a lot out of a little down there. But I think losing Hartman, only bringing back two starters on the offensive line. Uh, Wake Forest, to me, I think they're going to struggle for bowl eligibility. They may get sick because Clawson's such a good coach, but this is a really arduous schedule. Uh, it's brutal in October, November, Clemson, Virginia Tech, and then you get Pitt, Florida State, and, of course, Notre Dame. All right. He is Wes Reynolds. Make sure to check him out on the VEASAN College Ball Betting Guide. has lots of nuggets there. Broke down the Big Ten. Also has all of his favorite win totals and the predictions for who he thinks is going to win each and every conference. And you can see him later on tonight with – our buddy Matt Eumanns here on Visa tonight, 9 to midnight Eastern West. We appreciate you joining us, man. This has been a lot of fun, buddy. Be well. You bet. That me anytime. Awesome stuff there from Wes Reynolds. Once again, the breaking news, Oregon and Washington headed to the Big Ten to be the 18th teams there in that conference. We'll start the hour number two with that on the other side, as well as our buddy Vinny Maiulo, Hall of Fame odds maker at the South Point Hotel and Casino. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.